Welcome to the Product Podcast, brought to you by Product School, the podcast where you get fresh insight from leaders at top tech companies and startups. Remember, you can learn product management in person at our 15 campuses worldwide or study with us online. Visit productschool.com to learn more about our courses. You can also hang out with the leaders from these podcasts at our hundreds of annual events and catch us at ProductCon, the world's largest PM conference that takes place every year across the United States and in London. I'm Annie. I'm a program manager at TransferWise. So again, yeah, I'm from TransferWise, PS, we are hiring, we are always hiring, uh, but I'm now actually hiring my team as well. So, and what do I do in TransferWise? Well, you, your users, most of you are, so we know what you do. But what I do in my day-to-day, I'm taking all this disruption is, and all this revolution to Latin America. I look after the Latin American market, and I look after one of our um, expansion efforts. We have different tribes and different teams looking after that. In TransferWise, we sort of have um, uh, our product teams divided up into, like, um, infrastructure, the core, um, the teams who look after uh, all of our like hosting, all the infrastructure, the teams who look after the core engines, the core services that power the product, and the teams who look after uh, the localization, the expansion efforts. So my team is one of those teams that looks after this expansion um, efforts. Uh, a lot of the things that TransferWise has built globally don't really apply to these local markets, especially when you're talking about financial industries, such a regulated industry. So a lot of things, and also like our, our, our users have slightly different needs and different like cultural backgrounds that change the way they deal with their money. So um, my team looks, looks after all this um, localization expansion efforts. So if you want to keep in touch, uh, please go to my LinkedIn. You're not going to find much in my Twitter or any other like social networks um, about my work. It's mainly LinkedIn. All right. So you know TransferWise. You know what we do. This is our mission. And everyone in our company knows what the mission is, from the office manager to the customer support to the general counsel. Everyone knows this uh, upside down. Um, and every decision that we make takes this into account. So it makes my job and everyone's job in the company relatively easier because whenever we are doing something, we're not sure whether we should be doing it or not. We ask ourselves, like, is this going to help us achieve this mission? Is, to, is this making us move faster? Um, and, and this makes this makes a huge difference in making sure that everyone is pulling in the right uh, direction and everyone knows where they're going and everyone feels is inspired by that. So just quickly for those who don't know TransferWise, we have three main products currently. The, one of them is the what we call Send Money. So you can send money from one currency to another using the real exchange rate. We are very transparent with the rate that we are charging you upfront. Uh, this is not the, uh, the rule across the industry. You find a lot of different approaches in different places, um, uh, uh, places where you will, buy, will go to buy uh, foreign currency and they will tell you that the rate was one. If you Google it, the rate is actually something different. This is because their commission, their fees are part of like um, the, the rate that they're giving you. We call this hidden fees. So we take a, different, a fully, completely different approach on this. And we, we help you send money with the real exchange rate. Um, 
the way we do it, and we do, the way we do it super fast, um, is because if you've ever uh, tried to send money with your banks before, you probably know or you've heard at some point that um, banks use like this correspondent network. So they send to a bank that sends to another bank that sends to another bank that sends to another bank until it arrives to the, to the recipient's account. Um, at the other end. Um, and of course, all of these steps take a bit of time. Money is not cash moving around, right? It's just bits and bytes, but all these processes take a little bit of time, touch some different infrastructures, uh, all these different infrastructures and, and, and entities that are part of the process take a cut, and it also gets, so it gets as low and it gets expensive. So the way TransferWise does it, if you want to send a thousand pounds to your friend, um, and actually, uh, your friend wants to receive um, 1,352 uh, euros, um, let's say, in Spain. What we do is that when you, when you send the money to our uh, account in, in pounds in the UK, we don't necessarily try and move that money anywhere. We use that money in our account in the UK um, to pay someone else that is actually sending money from another place to the UK. Um, and then the money that we are paying out to your friend in euros in Spain is actually money that we've received from someone else in Spain or in one of those euro bank accounts. Uh, that is now uh, that is uh, because they wanted to send to another currency. So we try and not make the money. We try and keep the money within uh, within uh, borders, within those uh, countries, and within those bank accounts until they reach another recipient. It cannot be simpler than this. This is the most obvious thing. Um, although no, no one after TransferWise um, has done the same that we have done. But it's like not rocket science. There is no like super um, complex technology behind what we do. It's just the willing of doing something that is better for our customers. So we also have the borderless account that you may also have heard or maybe users of. Uh, that lets you not only send money, but also receive money. So if you want now to, uh, I don't know if you have it, but if you have Borderless account activated and you want now to take your um, um, apps, uh, your phones out of your pockets, you can uh, activate a, a new balance. So it's also a multi-currency account. You can activate a new balance, um, let's say Danish Krone, and you can get a bank account uh, in Denmark uh, within, I don't know, two minutes, 30 seconds, um, uh, with bank account details, with local bank account details that you can, you can then hand to someone to pay in money to, you, um, to, to your account. Another thing that we do that's uh, one of our most recent additions to our product portfolio is the debit card. So before we had the borderless account, but it was really for you to spend money, you could send money from your account to another account but you couldn't really go and buy something. You couldn't go to a point of sale and say, I want to buy this. Uh, I'm traveling, uh, I'm abroad, I want to buy something in, in euros. I have euros in my account, I can just go and use my, my debit card. And if I don't have euros in my account, it will convert from my uh, balance in other currency using the real exchange rate and, 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 and the small fees that we charge. So briefly, just um, this is how we've been doing. We have four million customers, um, happy customers, I, most of them. We have, we move over three billion pounds um, every month. One of our key metrics that we always look at is how much money we're saving our customers. 
So this is one of the things that we are always um, at, the at the forefront of our minds. So, and uh, on a monthly basis, we are saving our customers <coughs> three, mil um, three million pounds, plus three million pounds. And we've been, <coughs> we've been profitable since uh, 2017. The, the company was uh, funded in 2010. It really started operating in 2011. Um, and we've been um, cash generating uh, since almost like two years ago. So that's, that's really something uh, above uh, average for, for, for a startup, like to be profitable after six years of operation. So what does it have to do with anything? So I think the reason why we achieved those numbers is because I believe we are building a great product in TransferWise. And I'll tell you a little bit about how we are doing it. Um, some of the things I'm going to say probably sound a little bit obvious to you, and that is great. If you know this already, amazing. Uh, I will try not to touch too much on the obvious things. I will try and skip them uh, and go into the things that might add a little bit more value to you. So I'm going to talk about four things that you have to watch for if you want to build great products. So first off, uh, first thing is the most obvious one, like build customer empathy and choose something that it's really, that it's a real problem, something that's really painful for your customers. Solve a really painful problem. If you're solving a really painful problem, you're solving it well, you will have customers, you have ha happy customers. More than happy customers, you have customers that are advocates. You have customers that will, will speak about your product. They will tell their friends. They will tell their family, you should be using this. You have the same problem that I have, and this, problem, this, this product can solve your problem. Um, so this is what you get out of like, solving a really painful problem in a, in, a, in a meaningful way. But how do you do it? So um, we knew that moving money around the world was something slow. We were just talking about it. Painful and expensive, and it still is for, for many people. Not so much for you living in Europe, you have quite a few different options, but if you go to Latin America where my team operates, uh, we are pretty much like the only option. There are a few like, uh, um, thankfully, um, a few alternatives um, uh, coming up, uh, and we are not against that, or quite the opposite. We are happy that there is competition, we are happy that more people have noticed that something can be done and, and they are doing it because we, need, we, we want to make it fairer for everyone. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a still slow, painful and, and expensive for a lot of people. Um, so this example, if you want to send uh, 500 GBP from London to your uh, friend's bank account, that friend in Spain on a Saturday morning using your bank, this is gonna take you 2.5 days because they're not gonna do anything about it until Monday morning. Um, and then it's still gonna take some time for them to um, actually um, complete the, the operation. If you really need to get the money there, and you haven't heard about TransferWise, Revolut, or other uh, companies, um, you can go to an ATM, take the money out, uh, board a flight to Madrid, uh, get there and give, exchange the, the money and give them the money in person, and that would be faster than the bank. More, much more expensive, of course, but it would be faster than the bank. Um, 
So another example, like opening a bank account in another country. I don't know if you've tried it to open a bank account, living here, trying to open a bank account in a country that you've never lived or that you are not uh, going to. Um, it's it's sometimes even like impossible. Like in, in, in Brazil, like where we operate, you cannot do that. That doesn't exist. You cannot open an account uh, virtually uh, without having an address in Brazil, without having a tax ID in Brazil, we have, without having a lot of like things that no one has if they are not Brazilians or if they've never lived there. I'm Brazilian, by the way, if you haven't noticed my accent. Um, Another thing that we mentioned that is super like painful, it's, it's expensive. Uh, banks charge you um, a lot of money. Sorry if anyone, there is anyone from a bank here, but banks do charge, tend to charge you a lot for sending, for sending money abroad. That's, uh, that's the truth. And uh, not only banks, but other companies also uh, charge you very um, high um, spreads, what we call this, this hidden fees. Um, so they give you one exchange rate, but the actual exchange rate is a completely different one, but you don't know. So it also makes it difficult. And then it comes the transparency um, value and mission that we have. It becomes really difficult for people to understand wh who is the cheapest provider? Who is the fastest provider? How should I choose? Uh, who should I send money with? Because they, don't, they simply don't have the tools to understand what's the best option. And those that are less uh, privileged, they, they, they have even more trouble figuring out what's the best, uh, what's the best deal for them. So, and then after you've found a really painful problem that is coming from a lot of, the information is coming from a lot of different places, you gotta figure out how, what your customers really care about, and that's where it gets a bit more exciting. Um, so, it sounds obvious, like, you have to listen to your customers. But it's more than that. You have to engage in a meaningful conversation. And you know all these techniques, or you can learn all these techniques with Product School on how to uh, talk to customers, how to interview customers, what kind of um, I don't know, shadowing, um, contextual interviews, um, or user testing, a lot of things that you can do. But I also want to talk about something that we use a lot in TransferWise that it's often like overlooked um, in companies. These are um, some members of our customer service. We call them rock stars. We have over 800 rock, rock stars um, in the company, and we call them rock stars because they rock. Like they are the front line. And when people are, when you're talking about money, if anything, any like. A small thing goes wrong, people go crazy. Um, and, and we do have a, we do take a different, a completely different approach to customer support and, and transfer wise. We don't have scripts for them to read to customers. We don't time box the calls. We, we don't take a lot of, uh, we don't use a lot of techniques that other companies do because we feel like this has to be personal. And these rock stars, they need to take the time that it takes to solve a problem. Um, and because they are there talking to the customers all the time and, and when anything goes wrong, they are the first ones to know. We rely a lot on them to understand what's going on with, uh, with our customers. But of course, sometimes you have to take what they say with a pinch of salt because um, they are there 
facing all these problems every day. Some customers are very vocal, very angry because something has gone really wrong and they are in, in the right to be like upset. Uh, but when a customer is, uh, is upset and it comes to our customer support, they, they're most likely, uh, they're likely to hear to that upset customer, that vocal customer, uh, more than they will maybe listen to other customers. Or they will be, they will have a slightly different, um, slightly biased vision of what's really, really important in different um, situations because of day to day, because of all the emotions involved in that. So another thing that we do, apart from like taking all this feedback from them, we do a lot of customer support ourselves. So we sit next to them and we answer the calls. We answer the emails and everyone in the team does. I do as a product manager, but my engineers also, also do it. Designers also do it. Everyone in the company does it from time to time. The closer to the product you are, to, the closer to developing the product you are, the more likely you are to be doing this on a regular basis. If you're not so close to the product, you are in a function that is a bit more removed. Um, you may not be doing that all the time, but you also do it. Because getting these like, impressions firsthand is, is the best way of uh, understanding what's really going on and empathizing with the customer. Because I'll give you an example. So a customer, I was interviewing um, a customer that got through us um, to us via one of the customer agents because he had a problem with the, with the transfer and the transfer was delayed. And the reason why he wanted to get the money from Brazil to Europe was to pay for a medical treatment for his grandchild that was ill and is paying. And he needed the money to get there in time. Um, and he, the, the transfer, when the transfer was delayed, he was so anxious. It was, so, was such a nerve-wracking situation like, uh, for him. Then when he was telling me his story, I was like almost crying, literally, in, in front of him. Um, and if I were to maybe outsource this um, investigation process to someone else, what would have come up is that, oh, when a transfer is delayed and the customer uh, really needs the money there, it makes them really anxious and make them trust less transfer-wise. And I said, yeah, it's kind of a true reflection of what happened, but I wouldn't have that, like, I, would ha I wouldn't have empathized with the customer. I wouldn't have felt that emotion I wouldn't have been so emotional about it if I hadn't heard it first, firsthand from him. So we do that a lot, and I should be doing it uh, much more. Uh, I know companies that I think Intercom, um, the first, or at least like a few years ago, the first full week of work is actually customer support. You go there and you sit there for a week, like answer, uh, answering calls, answering emails, talking to your customers to understand how they really feel about the product. Um, I heard also that Deliveroo's um, CEO from time to time jumps on a bike and actually do the deliveries like himself to understand what's going on with the customer. So that's something that everyone in the company has to do. Everyone in the company has to have that in, in, inside them. Um, and this is about, this is what being customer focused means. This is not just like, oh well, yeah, I take the customer needs into account, but do you really understand them? Do you really know what they're talking about? Uh, this is just um, um, a hot tip. If you haven't read this book, it's a really like tiny book. I really recommend. It has changed the way I recommend to everyone. Um, I should ask the guy for um, a commission. I think I really 
it really has really changed the way I I and when I say the mom test, people think I'm talking about I know being pregnant, being, being pregnant or something like that. But it's it's actually about talking to customers. And if you and the whole idea is that if you can tell your mom, if you can get real feedback from your mom, that's the mom test. Then you're doing it right. Then you're talking to customers the way you should because your mom is always going to tell you that it's, everything is great, everything is good. Yeah, I love you. I love your product. Uh, but if you can talk to your mom in a way that you get like real meaningful feedback, so you're talking to the customers uh, in the right way. I really recommend uh, reading it. So, um, and but before we come to this, I just wanted to say um, add another thing. So we gather all this feedback. And then we come to the conclusion. We we are continuously, like of course, like launching new features, new products, improving on what we have. Uh, but every time we identify an improvement, we identify an improvement that is going to move a metric. And a metric that we use a lot is like customer contacts. Um, I'm gonna go more into that. Uh, but the reason why we use it is because we see this as a measure of convenience. So if customers. Um, can get a transfer if we can complete a transfer without getting in touch with the customer it's because it was clear to them what they had to do we had no uh, failures in in the process like no operational uh, failures um, the customer was happy throughout the process so didn't feel like he needed to get in touch and we didn't need to get in touch with them either so whenever we are doing we are implementing something new, this is one of the things that we're going to look into. So is, it, is, it, is this like in, uh, increasing or uh, decreasing the number of uh, contacts, the rate of contacts that we have uh, per transfer? And, and then doing all, all of this like in it cycles and repeating it uh, over and over again, we came to the conclusion that throughout the years that what really matters to our customers is that we are fast and not only because they, um, they're in a rush to get the money from A to B, but because when you're talking about their money, if their money is getting fast from one place to the other, they, it will cause them less anxiety. Um, they don't want to lose the sight of the money. And if the money is getting from here to here in 30 seconds, like it happens today if you, try, if you send money to, um, to an euro account now, it's probably going to arrive in 30 seconds or less. So that means that it's not even enough time for the customer to get in touch. If we can complete a transfer in 30 seconds, it's done. Like you're not going, you don't have to think about it. So that's what BinFast is about as well. So it has to be easy. And as I said, one very important measure of convenience and do customers need to get in touch? Because uh, up to like uh, a few years ago, they did have to like not only get in touch, but maybe uh, go to a branch to make a transaction, go to their banks' uh, branches to make a, an international transaction. So if they don't have to do that, and if they don't have to get in touch, it's because you're more convenient. Um, and uh, it's about being cheap. I don't think I have to explain that much. So of course, like it's your money, you want to keep it in your pocket. Um, some people will say that, yeah, I'm willing to pay a little bit more for convenience, but if, if can, they can get the same level of convenience without paying that a little bit more, they are, of course, happier. And then it's about the 
end-to-end -end experience that I was like in, in initially intending to to focus on, and why it's about the end-to-end -end experience. So this is a a real case, not from long ago, um, and we do screw up from from time to time, not intentionally, of course, but everyone makes uh, makes mistakes, and when we do that eventually it screws up the whole customer perception of our product. We have an incredibly good, or I would say low, churn rate. So customers who use TransferWise, then tend, they tend to stick around. They tend to keep on using us for as long as they need to send money um, internationally. But, but whenever Whenever we stop paying attention to what's happening like throughout all the touch points, we are most likely losing customers. So this is what um, a flow, a happy flow would look like. Very straightforward, you go through all of this, all online, money gets from A to B in 30 seconds, great. That's not what happens in a lot of cases. Um, in a lot of different um, um, occasions, you may have a problem when you're creating your account because we cannot verify your tax ID that you need to enter to send money from Brazil when you're sending money from Brazil. Or um, when you are setting up a transfer, we actually have to verify some additional documents um, and we, that pops up in the flow and you don't know where the documents are um, and you don't have them at hand at that point, so you cannot really go on with the transfer. That's that's a very important touch point. That's a very uh, that can be a very negative experience if the customer is not prepared and doesn't know that is coming up. Then you pay in the money, but maybe we when you when we when you get the bank account details from us, you really like you're not uh, you ended up like entering wrongly in your bank in, in your bank when you're making a transfer to TransferWise to paying the money that you have to pay us, and then the money it's it's sort of lost. We don't know where it is, but you're expecting the money to be here. It's something else that can go wrong. Money gets to us. Sometimes money doesn't get to us because we fail to receive a notification from the institution that should be sending the money to us. It can happen, and we have to go and fix it. Or we pay the recipient, um, and then when the recipient, um, when we send the money to the recipient account, the bank details are actually wrong um, that you've given us in the, in the beginning when you set up the transfer and the, this is called a bounce back, the money comes back, we need to get in touch with you. There, there are a lot of things that can happen. Um, a lot of things that we, not, we don't necessarily can control and we need to be prepared to act when, when it happens. We need to be prepared to act fast and solve the problem um, for the customer. So, and when we fail to think about that, when we, don't, when we overlook something that is happening, um, you can clearly see. So this is the rate, uh, the ratio of like contacts per, per transfer. Um, and this is, is the time, a product I was managing, um, where the volumes were growing a lot. Um, and also where the volumes of documents that we have to verify uh, from customers. Not, again, not every place uh, around the world is like Europe. 
that you can do everything online. It's super like straightforward. In some places, you have to like provide us documents, quite a few documents, even like for sending relatively low um, amounts. So this is that was one of the cases. So the numbers were growing. Um, there is a bit of manual work that we need to do in in, in these cases, and and the team was not growing. The team responsible for this operational team uh, responsible for this uh, operational work, manual work was not growing at the same pace, and we were not paying attention to it, not enough attention. So we saw these rates growing, uh, but we thought it was just because. Um, customers, maybe something was happening that we were not fully understanding. But then we, we at some point realized is when we started acting and the rates started like dropping again, that it was just because it was taking too long. And so we identified ways of making it faster. And this is not, this is not about onboarding the customer. This is not about the customer setting up the transfer. This is not, it's not about conversion rates in the, in the funnel. Uh, we look at all of that as well, but this is something that was happening afterwards. It was happening because it was taking too long for some for a document to be verified. That's a, a, a operational team that is not completely under my control. It's part of my tribe. It's part of the Latin tribe, but it's not in my control necessarily. I don't lead that people. I don't manage that people, um, and because I'm not. Uh, we're not in the same. We're in the same tribe. We're not the same. Uh, small, we're not the same team. We're not the same core team. Uh, we failed to communicate, and I failed my customers, uh, and we fixed that. And it's 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 it was dropping at this point. This is like um, a graph for last year, and it's much lower now. But whenever you overlook something, um, you may be damaging the whole uh, experience. And then something that's really important for us at TransferWise that we use sort of as a mantra is not only you have to identify a really painful problem, not only you have to identify what really matters for your customers when you're solving that problem um, and think about the end-to-end -end experience, but you have to obsess about doing it much, much better than everyone else. So it's not only about, it's not because uh, a bank will charge you like 5 cents to send money that we can charge you 4.5 and we are comfortable and we're happy and we're not going to be doing anything else about it. This is not how we see it. Um, if you remember, the mission is to, like, to be instant, convenient and eventually free. So it's not about being cheaper than banks. It's about being like free. This is like about, about being much, much better than, than anyone else. And that, we're going to talk about success in a minute, and you're going to see how that reflects in, in how we've been succeeding and how we've been growing. So why is moving money um, so slow? So how can we make it better? So uh, we were discussing that if you, go, if you were to send money to your friend in Spain, it would take 2.5 days. If you started a transfer on a Saturday morning with TransferWise, you would take a few seconds. As I said, this is not rocket science. A lot of different people have technology to do this and could do this. It's not easy either. Um, there is a lot of like operations uh, going on behind the scenes and a lot of like optimization of all of these processes, but it's doable. Um, 
but no one, why no one else is doing it, we are doing it, um, and it's doing us great. So it's easy. So this is what um, opening a bank account, just let me go again. Uh, this is what um, getting bank account details, local bank account details in a different currency in a different country looks like. You simply go to your app and you activate. Um, and in a few seconds, you have a bank account somewhere. We don't have, unfortunately, bank accounts in all the different countries that we have present. Uh, but that's what we are working for. So, and about being easy, and back to um, the contact rates uh, per transfer, this is also a measure that we use to understand how mature we are in terms of convenience in a, in a market. So this down here is a very mature market, one of our most like, mature markets. This is the level of contact rates that we have. This up here, it's, uh, this is the same that you saw before. So a, a market that is a little bit more mature, but we overlooked maybe a problem that was happening, and then our contact rates um, um, skyrocketed at some point. Um, and this is what happens with a market that is reaching maturity. So the contact rate is, is dropping a lot. Each of these jumps is very likely to be a, a product improvement, something that we've changed in the experience that has made our customers happier and less likely to, uh, to need to, to engage with us uh, to get something done. And I was talking about obsessing with it being ten, 10 times better. We aim to be ten, 10 times cheaper than, than the banks. And 10 times cheaper than the banks is, is, is close to, to, to being free. Um, we say eventually free, because of course if you were to be free, something else, um, some other re revenue streams would have to cover the cost of operation. Uh, the more we scale, the lower our cost of operation of running this business uh, they get. Um, uh, and of course, also the, the cost of like, we are diluting the investment of building this product. Um, but still probably going to take a, lot, a little bit of time for us to uh, arrive in a new different business model. So in the meantime, we aim to be 10 times cheaper than the banks. And how do I know that I'm going in the right direction? How do I know that I'm doing good, that this is the right thing to do? Of course, like contact rates is one of the things that we use in TransferWise, as I said, as a measure of convenience. Um, another very important metric that we use is how much we've saved customers. Are we really saving customers uh, money? How much are we saving? Because that's something that um, uh, shows us that we are working towards uh, our mission. But it's also about this. I don't know if that's something that we, you use in, in your products and your companies, but in TransferWise, we pay a lot of attention to, to NPS. So how likely are your customers to recommend you after they've used you? Um, and maybe some companies don't pay too much attention to this or um, they haven't really seen the power of a product of customers that become advocates of, of your product. But in TransferWise, we have seen this. 
and 75% of our users join because they've been told about TransferWise by someone they know, by a friend, a colleague, or a, or a family member. This is very powerful. So if you've ever heard about TransferWise, um, you know that we've spent very little like, in marketing to grow. Um, and this is something that we always like talk about. We, we've grown because we are solving a problem that is a real problem, really painful one, in a very meaningful way, in a way that really addresses the problems of our customers, and we think about the end-to-end -end experience. This is why we've been growing at, this, at the rate that we've been growing, um, doubling up um, in size uh, every year, um, without spending a ton like, in marketing actually spending very little compared to, um, to our size. So if the number of promoters is significantly higher, not higher, but actually significantly higher than the number of detractors, then you will grow. Uh, but if it's as high as it is in transfer-wise, then you will grow very fast um, and very consistently. So this is just a quote from our... Uh, VP of uh, product who always um, talks about this and I think one of the one of the key things behind um, TransferWise's success and how we've been building this great product has to do with the fact that we have such a powerful and very clear mission uh, that makes us move uh, much faster and that makes us as I, as I told you uh, ask ourselves all the time is this really helping my customer get where they need to get? Yes or no? And if no, and you hear that from everyone in the company, and if the CEO comes up with something and someone thinks that, well, actually, this is not helping us achieve our mission, um, that, that, will be, that will be said uh, out and loud. We don't really um, um, keep it back, and feedback culture is, is also a very important thing within TransferWise. So... I think, yeah, that was it for me today. Thank you for listening to the Product Podcast. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. For more product insights, head over to productschool.com.